I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. For Yahoo Sports Canada, I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me on the podcast uh, on this lovely-ish Friday um, is Josh Hart. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Will. It's good to be back. It's been couple months we last did the show together when the Raptors got eliminated at uh, the hands of Boston Celtics so it's nice to mm. you know, reconnect season to look forward to again and uh yeah inside times to look forward to as well yeah I was gonna say How you doing? Um, I'm doing well I'm doing well it's getting busy again which is uh kind of nice quite honestly because um I think I, I just need that like constant stream of NBA messiness in my mm. life you know what I mean? Because the NBA is a really messy league. Like we just saw on what Wednesday or Thursday, it just comes out all at once. Oh yeah, the Rockets. Everyone's unhappy. They're James over. Harden's, it's finished. <laughs> it's done. They're they're done. Right. I mean, uh, to be honest, if you watched any of those Rockets Lakers games, they gave up. They flat out gave up in many of those games. Um, so I'm not surprised. My favorite, um, my favorite response from the Rockets was Daniel House coming back from whatever's going on in his life to say, <laughs> "I too am unhappy with the Rockets." Like, my guy, don't you have stuff to worry about at home? I believe his his name officially has changed to Daniel House Wrecker, but uh, um, you know that's his business, <laughs> uh, and apparently Adam Silver's. Um, no, but so Westbrook wants out. James Harden wants out. James Harden's mad at. Uh, Austin Rivers for distracting him during a free throw. I mean, this is some childish stuff right there. Uh, meanwhile, Victor Oladipo it doesn't seem happy with Indiana. Um, he was telling teams during games, can I come run with y'all? Yep. Which uh, is quite hilarious, but also just like an objectively, uh, you know, dick move to make, to be honest. Yeah, it's very disrespectful to Miles Turner. How could you do that in front of uh, TJ McConnell, man? Come on. How could you do it to one of the Holiday Brothers? I don't remember which. <laughs> All of them. All of the Holiday Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, that's crazy. Victor Oladipo, I remember remember back in the day when he'd like sing at the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was such like a sweet guy. And it's, I mean, he sure maybe still is. But he real, has like a real sort of villainous streak to him. I guess it's like all of the like Jeremiah impressions he did on his crappy album that it inspired <laughs> him to be a dick in real life. <laughs> did, did you listen to the Victor Oladipo album? Yeah, I like that kind of music. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I you like, do. I like Jeremiah. I like Tide. So I gave it a try. It sucks, but I did listen to it. Was there? Was you there like one... that kind of music? Didn't you listen to it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I know better than to it's listen not... to NBA player music, man. Come on. But the, it's not the, terrible. The is low. Like, it's not but terrible. I, okay. I, like, to me, it's not terrible. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he had like James Fauntleroy write the songs for him. Mm. Just like he's not charismatic. He's like a and you know. Just whatever. Well, look, listen. shout out to our fedora wearing God. Uh, they're going to trade Norm Powell for him. So we got to get, get used to it. <laughs> I was going to say, if he comes with the Raptors, then um, I'm definitely going to be changing up my tune. Honestly, I mean, when he did some of the covers, I thought he was okay. He could clearly sing. Um, and and, yeah. and real, realistically, uh, uh, you know, to, to become a professional singer or to become a professional basketball player. I mean, either one is like, you know, very, very difficult to do. So to be able to do both is right. 
pretty difficult. I mean, but, he's um, not a professional singer, but yes, he's very good at singing. I mean, people tolerate his singing because he's an NBA player, and also he has some talent as well. Um, yes. But so, so yeah, I mean, it, it, the NBA is messy. I love it. Uh, a lot of teams are, you know, making moves. The draft is coming up. People are talking about trades people are talking trash about the prospects people are maybe moving up or down i have no idea to be honest the raptors don't leak anything so it's all very one-sided teams very interested in fred teams very interested in surge um and yeah by the way not a single report about mark huh poor poor marcus the only one interested in marcus are barcelona apparently i do like that we all got scammed into uh that random twitter account i mean uh-huh. What I I it was uh what's that LA guy who pretends to leak about the Lakers? Oh, there's uh, many of Abraham. Them. Ari Abraham though. Uh, Ari Abraham. I was saying I said to you that like we all fell for like SAP button Ari Abraham and look what look what where it led us. But I hope that Marcus is able to figure out something. I think that like I don't know maybe he's gonna return to the Raptors. I would still I don't really I don't, don't really want him to but maybe. I mean. I- I, w- I wouldn't hate it. It's really just a matter of term and and and, and uh, skin off contract. Um, but you know, the goal I think of this podcast is kind of just to touch on everything. So essentially, we have created a static version of the live call-in show. I've asked for Twitter questions. A lot of people sent in questions. I picked out a few. Um, some of them are honestly repeats. Like a lot of people asked about Victor Oladipo, for example. So I'm just gonna uh, take care of that. On this question from um, Riley. Uh, who asks, with Victor Oladipo apparently openly saying that he wants to leave Indiana now, do you think a trade for Norm plus McCaw and maybe a second-round pick gets that trade done? Um, I know this is going to hurt your feelings. I mean, but it, I, I, you know, are you going to be supporting yeah, I, Norm like, when I, he's, he's averaging 15 for the Indiana Pacers? I'll support Norm probably wherever he goes. Hmm. I, I think this is like a decent uh, value trade for the Raptors. It's a good one. Victor Oladipo... Though I, I kind of don't love the idea of trading Norm, an asset who's kind of on the rise, even though he's injured too much, for an asset in Victor Oladipo, who's maybe not on the rise anymore, who's always injured. Um, Victor Oladipo, obviously, way, way, way higher upside as a talent, better shooter, better driver, better ball handler. It's not really that close. Um, but he has kind of the same problem as Norm Powell, is that he'll show you flashes of real brilliance, for sure, but then be injured for six weeks at a time. Um, so if the trade gets done, it'll be cool. We'll have a we'll have brought in a better asset. In the same breath, we will be bringing in a guy who isn't any more reliable than the guy we're sending out. And that's the biggest mark against both of them. That's my take. Yeah. Uh, keep note. <laughs> Do you well, feel differently? No. I, here, here's the thing. Um, it's really an upside play, I think, as you mentioned. Um because I would say there's like at least a 30 to 40% chance Norm is more productive as a player than Victor is next season. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. in terms of some of the similar, I mean, and I'm not saying a lot, but I mean, like Victor just has not shown that yet. I mean, um, I remember that game that he played against the Raptors. Uh, he, I think he was trying to stop a fast break from Pascal Siakam um, in the 2019 yeah, season. And yeah, I mean, he ruptured his quad. His knee had been had giving him issues before that, and the Pacers kept playing him, which you know might lead to some discord if I were him, uh, if I had an injury like that. But I mean, Nate McMillan a- needed a better playoff uh, record. <laughs> Listen, Nate McMillan has the Dwayne Casey uh, first round out special, man. That guy, it's it's very unfortunate what happened to Nate, but uh, now they have uh, 
Nate Bjorkman. It's going to be all different now. Um, you know, you know, Victor men missed a whole year, um, came back yep. in, Jan- in January, I think, of this past year, played only 19 games a season, three games he came off the bench. It was not that good, quite honestly. Like, if you looked at it, for example, last year, Norman Powell outperformed Victor Oladipo. It wasn't even close, actually. Uh, yeah. You know, Norm averaged more points. He scored way more efficiently. Victor clearly wasn't fully healthy. And then you throw in the fact of, um, you know, when they went to the playoffs, Victor was like, I don't know, man, I might just sit out for my knee. And it's like, at that point, that would have been like 18 months. Yep. Since his knee. Since he was so, good. Yeah. So like, what is going on with that, with, with that, with that, with that knee and that quad. And then when he did eventually play, you know, like it was that Kyrie Irving against the Bucks. Uh, for the Celtics kind of scenario where if he was shooting, he was missing. People didn't like the fact that he didn't pass. He got swept. It, it's a, it's a whole deal. So, I mean, um, it's a distress asset. And I think on top of that, what's tricky about Victor is that if you looked at the totality of his whole career, he was a second overall pick in 2014 or 2013. He's really only had one all-star level season. I mean, he's been to the yeah. all-star team twice. Um, and yeah. I guess maybe he deserved it the second time before the injuries kind of to be honest but he had that one standout year and that year he was really a standout player phenomenal but that's one year that's about it yeah yeah um so it's really a a matter of do you feel like you want to roll the dice because something like norm plus you know you you don't even have to put mccaw in the deal if you want to keep mccaw you might throw in stanley you know some late low picks and you know that could get it done the thing is i feel like other teams could still beat that offer just because um, you know, I could still see other teams valuing Victor a little bit more. And if that's the price, I think the Pacers could still get a slightly better deal than that. Um, $21 yeah. million on an expiring player like Victor who has all-star upside is still pretty valuable. And I, I honestly could see, like, I don't know, the Bucks throwing in extra picks. or Yeah, I also see the Lakers you know, throwing, like, sure. KCP. Like, KCP's trading, I think he would have – like better contract, better value perception than a guy like Norman Powell. You throw in Danny, a guy who is a proven Danny, man. able to help. <laughs> no, no, not that. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to get, I think Lakers fans are finished with him, but a guy like Danny is able to help that locker room. Clearly like lots of transition. Nate, Danny have some sort of relationship would help sort of help that team sort of through this next transition. I think that's to me would be a more compelling offer. Um. Yeah, I, I agree that like yes, this offer is good for the Raptors. I don't really see a way that the Raptors win that negotiation with whoever else would uh, be competing. Yeah, if I if I had to ultimately make the call, I I would roll the dice there. I mean, it would suck to give up on Norm like this, but uh, Norm has a player option at the end of next year, um, and he's probably not going to be he's going to be paid more than I love it. No, I I would feel so. Yep. Um, you're, you're trading some security there. I mean, it's unfortunate, man. I mean, Norm's been a uh, you know, oh, yeah. a, good, a good piece for the Raptors for sure. But I mean, when you could roll the dice, potentially get it, you know, injured player, maybe you get him into the McKechnie system. To be honest, I'm, I'm, but I'm on the fence, so that's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to be mad about it either. And I, and I do believe it'll take more than just Norm plus like filler salary plus a late pick. Yeah, I really do think and so. It, and this, this, no matter what, this where Victor Oladipo ends up playing next year, the there will be recriminations on this trade at the end of next season. Was he healthy? Was he not? What mm-hmm. did he reach that sort of all star fringe, all star potential, or did he not? Like, there's, it's a he could be, yeah, maybe a top thirty guy in the league next season, or he could be 
just inside the top 100. Like, there's a yeah. big chasm for the value and production he'll have next season. So trading an asset on, or an asset or two on an already very thin Raptors bench rotation is kind of like you're asking – you're putting a lot of your chips in, uh, in the middle of the table for a guy who, I, I mean – Yeah. Well, I mean – Yeah, it'd thing. be nice, but the- I don't know. It's one of those things where on the surface you're like, wow, if it only takes Norms to get a potential all-star, sure, do it. But then the more you think about it, the more you're like talking yourself out of it. Like I feel myself getting talked out of it now because you think about it, you get you get Victor. He clearly feels like he's a star. He should start. Okay. Yep. Then you have Kyle, you have Fred on a re-signing on a, on a new deal. Yep. He's going to want a bigger role or not a bigger role, but the same role at least. Then Victor, um, not sure how the three of them work out there. Um, I mean, maybe then Pascal. Kind of, yeah, that's brutal. then Pascal. The shots that goes around. I mean, yeah. like I, you know, it, it, it's 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 a lot to think of. And so, if one of them has to come off the bench, I mean, that's not going to go well. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. To be honest, I'm kind of talking myself out of it. But, you know, Norm. Honestly, you know, we we have Norm Powell at home. Uh, that's yeah, I've changed my yeah, stance. We have Just, Norm Powell at home. <laughs> we have Norm Powell at home. That changed my stance. No, but no, it, it's an attractive offer. I, I think it's it's because it's a buy low price. But this is like you get you respond to Kajiji ad. Like, yeah, you know, you might yeah. you might get a good deal, but you might also you know, um, not. So this is very much you know, like as is in brackets mm-hmm. on the Kajiji auto ads. Yeah, this and this you- is you're like mad desperate. You know, you want a, you want to switch, but they're sold out everywhere because somebody built a bot to to buy up all the switches in the GTA. <laughs> And you're sitting at home and you want to switch and you go on Kijiji, you buy a switch for $600 and you open it up and it's a Nintendo DS. And uh, I mean, why didn't you use a much more topical example of PS5? <laughs> yeah, you know, that was her first hand experience. I had a really hard time acquiring a switch. I remember. But, uh, yeah. All right. Next question. Okay, from- so keep Norm. Yeah, keep keep Norm. I mean, look, it, it, I just don't think Victor's the best fit here, quite honestly. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't hate it either way. I'm really on the fence on him because it is so cheap. Um, next one, Simon says, um, what do you think of the DeMar to the Lakers rumors? Um, so the rumors are that DeMar would go to the Lakers for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma, maybe some other assets thrown in. Um, first off, it would be really funny to me if – you know, 2018, it's DeMar gets you Danny plus Kawhi. And then 2020, it's DeMar <laughs> gets you Danny and Kuzma. So you've essentially traded Kawhi for Kuzma as the principles. <laughs> I, if, I Listen, that's enough to make Greg Popovich go into retirement, definitely. <laughs> Kuzma, Kuzma and $5 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I kind of... Uh... I mean, Pertle I mean, and other other picks, whatever. But like, essentially, the principle would be that you have, they have a transitive property. Disgusting. Um, I, I mean, it'd be cool if Demar was able to do it. I don't really think it's a good trade unless the Spurs believe they can make Kyle Kuzma, Bruce Bowen, and then it's like, is Bruce Bowen plus Danny Green? I just, it's like not really a good. It's <laughs> and how much? How many more years does Demar have in his contract? One I more after this season. This is the player option, so he's got to pick up the player option first, which you would think he is he going to. Will yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and the player option, I think probably twenty seven, I believe, something like that for Demar. I'll look it up. But I mean, okay, let's look at it from two perspectives. Do you feel like this is a good deal for Demar for himself personally to go to the Lakers? He's making twenty seven point seven, by the way. Um, for Demar. I think it would be awesome for his um, brand. I really, you know, like what, what is the Demar I, brand? 
I don't know, like tough. He's from Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. He talks about his feelings. I really like Demar. He's just like a likable ball Definitely. player. Like he's yep. not never really been in trouble. That's embarrassed his organization or himself. Really um, seems to really like he's, he's just been some in the of the, like. He's just been in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's yeah, I like he can take like create his own shot. He can uh, probably run the offense if LeBron's not on the court and if LeBron's interested in managing his load next season because he is our now our wash king. Um, I mean, yeah, could he score 20 points a game on that team and be a solid third option in the in crunch time? Yes. Yeah, it'd be cool to see DeMar DeRozan in, uh, in the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it totally makes sense if that's the best, most if that is if the most value you can get for DeMar DeRozan is Danny Green and uh, the real Slim Shady. I don't know if it's Jeez. a good sign for your organization, but it'd be cool to see like Winnie Harlow's pictures from the uh, um, Riverwalk. Oh God, no! Uh... You don't want to hear any uh, Winnie Harlow at the Alamo jokes. Yeah, this is looking tough, man. I mean, look, Kyle Kuzma still has some <laughs> talent, I guess. So, you know, he's social media talent for sure. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't, I, I, I like it for Demar, um, and I like it for the Lakers too. Kind of honestly, I, I think they're going to need someone to take on more volume of play creation because if you look at it last year, like who could actually create a shot, right? And Demar was a guy who could absolutely create a shot. Last year, I mean, people don't understand. DeMar shot 53% from the field as a shooting guard. Now, we know he doesn't shoot threes, so his you know field goal percentage raw is going to go up a little bit. But 53 for a guard, that's almost unheard of. That's like Dwayne Wade's territory. Yeah. Uh, he shot 73% from within three feet. His finishing is next level. We all know that by now. Even in the long paint, like, you know, three to 10 feet range, 48% absurd, like 44% from long twos, which is not bad. Um, and he still gets the free throw line quite a bit. His uh, passing, ever since that 2018 season when the Raptors did their culture reset and revamped the passing, he's been quite good above five assists per game. And he's, you know, he's he's at a point in his career where, like, you know, he's put up numbers, you know, things like that. I mean, I think going to L.A., if he can get a ring out of it, which quite honestly, I mean, why not? Um, he would be good winning the championship he, with or without he, DeMar next season. <laughs> eh, we'll see. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's, it's the playmaking. It's that, I mean, the defense, yeah, he's not going to defend well. And he's, you know, hasn't done that with San Antonio either, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you have LeBron there to keep him accountable. I guess you have AD there to just actually play defense. A lot of guys can play defense. LA was a pretty good defensive team. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. And again, it would be costing the Lakers very little because as much as Danny Green has some decent advanced statistics, I mean, like, damn, if you told the LA fans that you're trading Danny Green for, I don't know, current day Shaq, like at 45 years old with like, you know, certified to be a cop in three different states. Current that, day Shaq. Yeah, I think people Does would be very happy about TNT it. Said- Bro, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny the Smith, Kenny the Jeff Smith, man. Let me, he's, 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 he's for Danny Green. Listen, I'm just saying, Lakers fans are not very happy with Danny. And. If, if all it costs is Danny and, and, and Kuzma for, for DeMar, I think they would do it. And I think it would be a good deal for both sides. So, yeah. honestly, rooting for it to happen, quite honestly. Because, you know, I remember a couple of years back, 2016, DeMar goes into free agency. The Lakers were interested. DeMar <laughs> didn't even give the Lakers a meeting. And he's, he was signing in Toronto. Obviously, the loyalty there. Um, unfortunately, he got moved, which is, you know, still a very sad episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, give DeMar a chance to go to L.A. Why not? Yeah. I'd be nice to have... Something nice happened to somebody who I cheer for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, next question from Kate. Of course, this can't be a, a, a Will and Josh pod without Kate asking a question. She asked two questions, actually. Um, what is your survival plan for next week? Have you stocked up on coffee, Red Bull? Do you have emergency rations? Um, so it's going to be a very busy week. The draft, free agency, it, all going to take place in a week. Um, then training camp, then the Raptors have to decide where they're going to play. It's a lot of scenarios to, to plan for. Um, Josh, are you... Are, are, are you going to be excited? Like, do you have a survival plan for what you're going to do next week? Um, I, I fortunately just get to follow this stuff as a fan. So mm. I don't know, like look, look at it, look at uh, Woj's Twitter when I'm on, when I'm not working. I don't know. Yeah. I like, I fortunately don't have to record a reaction pod saying that the Raptors have signed Anthony Tolliver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I hope not, but listen, if they do. Uh, I like you, Anthony you... Tolliver's game. I'll be talking about it for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you if you missed post-knee injury Patrick Patterson, then uh, we have the right person for you. But he has, he's, not a, like, he's not a dickhead the way Patrick Patterson can sometimes sound. Yeah, that's, that um, is pretty important. He, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited to see what you put out, what um, Blake, um, Dishes and Dimes, everybody does next week. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, it's going to be what, great. What are you, what's your plan? Well, my plan is, so I have three cell phones currently, so that's going to help with um, just, you know, looking at my phone 24-7. My screen time is going to be very high. Um, and also, you know, it, it's a it's it's weird because I, I feel way better about my job when it's busy than when it's actually um, not. It's I feel like that's probably the inverse to how people normally are with their jobs. But the one that's busy, that means there's actually stuff to talk about. And, you know, that makes doing this job way easier. And as a yeah, fan, I'm just excited to see right. how it turns out. So I'm just genuinely excited. I mean, like, it's it's going to be a busy week for sure. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. The second part of this question from Kate, um, how do you feel about being the ball barber man and not the chicken man? End of an era, to be honest. Sad emoji. Um, Josh, what, what what do you think? Have, have you have you heard? I've already sent you have, the I sent you the, right. the, the raw uncut version of the uh of the promo ad the <laughs> rolling and cutter choice words um <laughs> not, not anymore yeah, with manscaped I, not anymore with manscaped. um uh, how do i feel about manscaped um i was uh talking to my partner about i would hope that the, uh, this latest sponsor they're very thank very thankful for their patronage and their uh, dollars i'm sure that it keeps the podcast afloat um I, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it, it is the end of the era. I've, I've being called a chicken man, uh, and then previously, your brother's friends at school telling him that your mom eats McChickens. <laughs> like I like that there have been classic moments with each of the sponsors on this program. Uh-huh. I mean, we hope through this partnership and once to come that we make more memorable moments. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're looking to shave your crotch, <laughs> check out Manscaped. Yeah. Well, listen, first off, um, wouldn't tell Manscaped how to advertise their business necessarily, but I feel like, you know, you're limiting the market if you're only going with 50%. I mean, you know, 100% of the people can use this product. I feel like that should be said. Um, Humanscaped. And, yeah, it, there you go. Humanscaped. Themscaped. You know what I mean? Like, you just change. Personscaped. Personscaped. Yeah, there change you go. around. Um, no, but I mean, uh, listen, the one, one of the greatest things about this podcast is that the audience is, like, really receptive. And, you know, yep. we... We make jokes about it. I mean, I think the way I deliver the some of the ads may be kind of funny in itself. But I mean, people have a good time with it. People roll with it, which is uh, 
which is great. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, there'll, be, there'll yeah. be more. There will be more. This is not the only one, but there'll be more. Getting 99% of the hair off your junk. Major key from William Liu. Yeah, see, that's that's why you stand Matt Thomas all year, so you can get that <laughs> one joke off. Um, but uh, yeah, go 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 cop the product. Um, all right, ne- next one. Next next one. Next question. That was a great question from Kate, as always. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. Um, from Madov. Um, what's the best case scenario for the Raptors center options if we can't afford to bring back Gasol or Ibaka? I would say at least six or seven people asked a variation of this question about the center position. Uh, I've touched on it in the previous episodes. They're not great. Uh, I have to say that they are not great. Yep. Um, but I, I can't. I tried to think about some like maybe sexier options. So what we're looking for with the center is someone who can defend the rim and shoot a three. I'm not necessarily asking for them to be elite at those skills, but maybe you got to do you got to do one of the two. Ideally, both. Um, and if you look around the league. There just aren't that many, and this is probably why Serge is going to get paid, even though he is, you know, an older and the, it's not a great market for free agents. Um, I put up four options here uh, on the list. I got Wendell Carter slash Laurie Markkinen. Maybe you can, you know, steal one of those guys off the Bulls. Laurie uh, Markkinen seems very much like Raptors circa two thousand and four five oh, era. Yeah. yeah, very very Colangelo guy. A hundred percent, man. Are you saying that because he has uh, access to the European Union? Yeah, he's got an EU passport. Yeah, yeah. That that's all it that's all it took. <laughs> that's all it took for uh for, for Mr. It, that's why that's why Alex McKechnie got hired before, you know, Scotland before pre Brexit, a member of the EU. It's Alex McKechnie. Right. EU that, passport. That, that's correct. And if he had yeah, I don't know. Um that, that's actually honestly one of the brightest signings that uh that Colangelo has has made was was hiring. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, cool to get one of these bulls. I like, I like, but I like, I like Lauren Martin. His rookie year was so good, and it's kind of fallen mm-hmm. off since. Um, I think that has a lot to do with the bulls being a kind of in the the desert the last two years. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much how high they value him inside that building um, because he's clearly talented. He's definitely talented. Um, he's still very young. He's twenty. Yeah, two years old, twenty three years old. Um, he's through three seasons. He can clearly shoot. He's actually not a bad rebounder. And yeah, it's really just a matter of which one they want to go with. I mean, obviously they can kind of play them together, but you know, in the modern NBA, how many two big lineups do you see? Rarely. And Wendell Carter is also a guy I'm kind of excited about too, just because I think he's a little bit better defensively. He's got more of a more traditional kind of um, center offense. Kind of skill set, you know, um, finishing on the rim, you know, some he has a jumper too, but not doesn't use it nearly as much. But that'd be I the, think the Bulls are higher on Wendell Carter. Like, I think he's less gettable. I mean, it depends if they kind of want to go on a defensive kind of mindset, then yeah. yeah, probably that. Otherwise, you know, whatever. I mean, they'll be posturing, and those guys are lottery picks, and I'm sure they value both of them, but maybe something they can get done there because the other options Alex Len, Rashawn Holmes, Ken Birch, it uh, <laughs> falls is, off a cliff. It, Shout out to Ken Birch. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, mutual Instagram followers, me and that guy. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, listen, you know, <laughs> do your thing, man. <laughs> he's, we're, he's like, you know, same age, Canada. Shout out to Ken Birch. Yeah, shout out to Ken Birch. I mean, listen, if we want to corner the market on talent from Montreal, we, we can do it. And then we get Lagun's Dort. 
the legend. Lagun's Dort, I wonder how he's doing. He's probably just been the best sum, like best fall summer of his life. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the breakout stars of the bubble. Can we talk about how he's shaped like Gengar? Like exactly. <laughs> shaped exactly like Gengar. Or maybe I haven't played too much Pokemon recently, but <laughs> No, we're not gonna talk about All right. how man's shaped like a Pokemon. Well <laughs> that's fine. Um yeah, I guess like it, everybody's taking whatever they want off the mag- the Orlando Magic's roster. Like they Oh, bro, come on, man. It's still Orlando <laughs> Magic. They're like a perpetual like you know that you know some houses. There's one house on my block that every Saturday, if the weather is above like five degrees Celsius, this man lays out his entire living room in his front yard. It's all trash. And it's just a perpetual garage sale. Like, I, I don't even know why he's doing this. Maybe it's like a physical exercise to move tires in and out. But no one's buying winter tires from your 2004, you know, Toyota Sienna. Like, and, and every single time that, that you know, every Saturday, it's out there. And, and that's the Orlando Magic. Like, they're just a perpetual garage sale. On sale. Yeah, always yeah, a Everybody, sale. mark to go. Like, yo, for real. Like, Aaron Gordon, yeah, you got to, maybe you probably got to go. You know, they, they re- for a Fournier, definitely gettable. You know, DJ Augustine, he's a free agent, probably gettable. You know, all these guys. Vucevic, yeah, you can get Vucevic. Markel. Yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's just Take it's it. just weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's everybody, everyone's got to go. Yeah. Jonathan no, it, Isaac, nobody wants him, but he can probably go too. He's not even going to play next year because they, they, <laughs> they restart the season too soon. So he's been, he's gone down. Yeah. Um, plus he's, you know, one of the, he, he was... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Politically, was unique in the NBA, but um, Ken Burch, Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't dislike Ken Burch. I, I like his skill set. He can protect the rim. Yeah, I like Ken Burch. I just, I it feels like mean to pick on the Orlando Magic. Let's pick on the Bulls. Give uh, us one of your good young centers. Yeah, please. Just, just do it. I mean, um, I, I'm you're gonna pretty- have you're gonna have uh, whichever ball son is available in Chicago in a couple of days. So, you know. Lori Markin, and he had like a a vice of like he appeared on like a vice program. So maybe, maybe he can uh, that like the media empire of the the ball brand pushes him out. He comes to Toronto. I don't know. We uh, we get him on the podcast here. You know, a Jamaican guy, a Chinese guy, and a guy from Finland. That's probably never been done in sports media. Uh, definitely not. I'm just gonna say definitely not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, to be honest, the real answer is there's just not a lot of great options at center out there. And again, there's a dearth of options at center who can both protect yeah. the rim and shoot threes. We're very spoiled. I know we complain about Mark and Serge. There's, yeah, they're a little older, whatever. Like, there's just not a lot of guys that can have that skill set. So please, please retain both um, if you can. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, next one from uh, Chris. How panicked should I be about Masai's contract? Because I'm pretty damn panicked. So um, I don't I don't know what the deal is. What, what could possibly be the holdup? If MLSC is like, look, we want to negotiate. We want to make this deal happen. Obviously, you made the Raptors a phenomenally successful franchise. You and your whole staff. Let's get that done. Like, what is the holdup? Can they not just find like, like I don't know, a day to just <laughs> just to sit down and uh, drop the paperwork? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. It, Do it's you just, like? It's just strange. No, if I, have, if I had any insight, I would have already shared it. But uh, no, I mean, it's yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on, man. Um, I'm hoping it gets done again. The, it's it's kind of like the Sergeant Mark thing. You can't just let both walk. You, you at least need to keep one of the two. So, you know, I, I would say if Masai left, I would feel pretty I would feel comfortable with Bobby running the show. I mean, but at the same time, I would much prefer both of them to stay. Masai is obviously the best exec in the league. Like where does where does Masai go? I I don't know. I mean, there's always there people really talk, seem. There's always people talking about oh, you know, he can join politics and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know, man. It doesn't really seem like Masai wants to run for. What would he even run for? You know, I mean, maybe he could. I wouldn't put anything past him. He's a guy who can definitely make a lot of things happen. I just mean like, you know, could he get Bill Blair's old seat? No, that's that already happened. Wow. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll. I think he'll stay. I just don't know what the whole. Maybe he'll just he's just waiting. Leverage. I mean, I guess. I look. Masai is a patient man, and there is no specific need to sign it right now. It's Did mostly you, uh, just kind of more of a neurotic point for us to 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 have to worry about it because he's a year away. But it's not like he doesn't have a contract. Metro Morning yesterday, or not Metro Morning. The Matt Galloway. He now hosts. Anime or uh, whatever the show is, but he gave an interview yesterday. Did you listen to it? No. Or what, what did Wednesday? he say? He's already talked about like the uh, return to play, talked about the Raptors' experience in the bubble, um, and how he wants to lead the organization into returning sports in uh, in the city. It so all of like every indication he's given is that he's thinking of a future where he's still running the show for the Raptors. Um. So I don't know. Maybe it's a priority for him to get these guys like put together the team that they're going into the season with and help the organization get the season off the ground. I just don't know what, he, what the holdup is on 
saying, you know, I'm going to be a president of the team for life. Yeah, Masai, listen. Maybe, there's, maybe it's the bad connotation of guys from Africa being president for life that he doesn't want to sign that deal. We are fully ready for you to be president <laughs> for life. Take over, military coup, whatever you need. Just do it. We got I, you. <laughs> every Raptor fan is supporting, you know? It's, yeah, well, we're gonna the be rally like China starts at here, Young right? Dundas Square. No, we're really the Raptor fan base is going to be like China. We are just going to support one person to be the president forever, and yeah. honestly, he's going to have like you know ninety five percent approval rating, which is uh, yeah, it's it's going to be rare. All right, next question um, from Alex: Is Dewan Hernandez part of the future of this team? Is he going to play? Since there probably won't be any G League at all, to be honest, I'm I'm not totally sure there will be no G League. If they do a G League, maybe I could see them doing it in a kind of weird bubble kind of situation, but I wouldn't count out G League altogether. Um, what is the one Hernandez? It's very tricky to know because you usually get a lot of data on a guy in the first year. You didn't really get that this year. Uh, so, right? Yeah. So he only played nine games at the G league level. He averaged 14 points per game on 40% shooting, which is not what you want, especially from a center, uh, rebounded it well, which is good. He rebounded it well when he was with the Raptors too. Um, you know, in the very limited time he played, didn't really shoot the three, uh, yeah. Didn't really get to the free throw line under two attempts per game. Shot like fifty percent there. Again, we're talking about very few, very small samples. So maybe he does shoot free throws well, but we never know. Uh, steal nearly two blocks per game. He's athletic. I mean, I, I remember watching him in summer league. You know, I would say he was b- behind Chris Boucher in terms of development, and that's not necessarily surprising. But um, you know, kind of a similar player in the sense that very athletic, um, small for his like thin for his frame, like kind of affected his finishing a little bit. Um, you know, some guard-like skills. We've seen him put on the floor a couple of times. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's still pretty raw. I wouldn't really expect him to contribute. Uh, if there was a longer offseason and, you know, you can get a lot of work in, then sure, maybe he would have improved significantly. But I, I'm still a little bit hesitant to say he's going to be a major contributor. But I do want to see more out of him because he does have some pretty, pretty good athletic tools. You know, I'm assuming he has, you know, a good mindset about working and stuff like that. And if he does, then, you know, the Raptors, if you can't succeed with the Raptors as a prospect, you might not be a prospect, you know? That's facts. Um, but I, I don't know. Do the, like, who are the um, six to eight guys who are on that Raptors bench next season? Like, we have, like, Norm Powell, Matt Thomas, Paul Watson Jr. seems like he's ready. Uh, Stanley Johnson, who I predicted the end of the season is going to have a much larger role and that's scared me and everybody else because it seems like the cupboard's starting to go dry and that typically happens when you're a team that goes out and wins a championship you trade off a lot of your um sort of assets that are coming up like there's no Terrence Ross there's no JV there's no um he's in Dallas now oh my god DeLon Wright DeLon Wright like there are just all these young guys who are coming up through the system are starting to go. Like we're talking about maybe trading Norm and uh, um, Pat McCall. Like who is like in the Terrence Davis situation? We won't get into it too much, but I don't think he's going to be making very many appearances for the Raptors next season. Um, right now, it seems like that Raptors bench is as Chris Boucher, very, very, very thin. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, Duan is traveling with the team next season. Is on that is like dressed is dressed regularly. Maybe he's not. Yeah. Well, he's got a contract. So playing as, he's he's going to be on the team as as long as Raptors guarantee maybe, him, which they they probably will. 
but I think he's going to play like four minutes a game next season. Like I, I don't, I think that there's a possible possibility mm. that he has like minutes to play just because, you know, we're running out of running out of names to play minutes, and the season's contracted or the off season's so contracted that you're not going to want to have Kyle surge if he returns. Mark definitely if he returns, playing very many minutes. So it's going to be a lot of Chris Boucher and maybe Dewan Hernandez playing those four or five minutes. That's my case, is that I, I actually think that it may need to happen, which I think the Raptors bench is going to suck a lot. And I think that playing Dewan Hernandez a handful of minutes is a part of that. And that's fine. I think I believe in building these guys up. But yeah, it's, that it costs you in the win-loss column to <laughs> develop your players. Yeah. Hopefully the G League's there, because I, I would love to see him get like a half a season in the G League first, show that he's next level, and then come up. But uh, yeah, I mean, to your point about the Raptors needing talent, I mean, they just need more guys in the system. They need more talent in the pipeline. And I hope yeah. they can do that through the draft this year. Um, and that leads to the next question from Offseason OG at Lowry Time. Um, you know, uh, any draft process you like around the 29th pick. So, um, you know, Josh, you and I both aren't draft experts by any means. Um, so I have pulled four names here that I feel, I mean, honestly, I've watched like the 10 minute videos on these guys, which uh, is probably most of what people watch for most of these guys. Um, yeah. So I, I like Kareem Mane. Um, he's, he's been a name that's been touted a lot. So he's, he's a Canadian guard. He's six foot five, seven foot wingspan. Um, he shot 94 out of 100 free throws at the combine, which is pretty impressive. He actually wasn't a great free throw shooter otherwise. So, I mean, that could either say he really improved his form or he got really lucky. Although, to be honest, 94 out of 100, is it's hard to be lucky on, on that large of a sample. You don't just luck into shooting 94%. He also had the second fastest uh, three-quarter court sprint. Obviously, that is a definitely uh, a big need. But the, basically, the way I'm thinking about him is like, you know, the Raptors prototype in terms of how they drafted, right? Six, five, seven foot wingspan reminds yeah. me of DeLon Wright. De- reminds me of Norman Powell, for example. Um, he's athletic. He needs to improve many aspects of his game. He's a little bit, uh, he's younger. He's a little more raw as well. But, um, you know, not even necessarily the 29th pick. If the Raptors have, you know, the 59th pick and they're trying to pick a guy, I really wouldn't mind adding another Canadian guard to the team because I do like his overall skill set. He is a point guard as well. Yep. Uh, Sadiq Bay, I talked about it in the last uh, episode with Katie, um, but uh, yeah, he probably goes above where the Raptors are picking at 29, but um, kind of a, you know, uh, a, a Jay Crowder type. Um, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't sound that sexy, but if you can get Jay Crowder the 29th pick, you'd definitely be happy with that. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, from Villanova, uh, really eager to NBA defend. ready. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think Villanova has produced a lot of great players. Um, not necessarily like elite players outside of Kyle and some other guys maybe, but um, he, he can he can definitely play. He can definitely defend. I can see him in a playoff rotation. So, you know, yeah. again, 29th pick, you'll be, you'll be pretty happy. And then Xavier Tillman's a guy people have mentioned, six foot ten, um, you know, defensively sound. He, he, he won, uh, you know, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, experienced player as well. So maybe that's kind of something that's, you know, causing him to slide down the draft. But, uh, you know, again, another guy who I, I would feel comfortable in a year or two kind of pe- putting him in a playoff rotation. And then even his teammate, Cassius Winston, um, at, uh, you know, Michigan State, uh, you know, I would say a very savvy point guard, especially at the college level, pretty skilled. Um, honestly, he has 
a little bit of uh, some people compare him to Kyle in terms of just like a th- you know a thicker build, you know, a clever kind of player. Um, not necessarily flashy. I would say he's more like um, like a like a Jalen Brunson from the Mavs kind of guy, but definitely a yeah, solid yeah. player who, again, similar to uh, Xavier, you know, he, he's he's skilled, he's experienced, he's talented for his age, or he's you know he's he's capable for his age, and a guy who could probably come in and contribute. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a draft expert by any means, but uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I, it also seems like things are such a crapshoot. The Raptors are such an, a sort of in a golden era of developing prospects that I feel pretty hands like I I don't follow the draft typically, and in a year like this, I don't think there's much insight gained. I think so long as the Raptors bring in um, uh, high character, high motor, athletic wing guardy player, I think we'll they'll, they'll work it out. Yeah, yeah, and I, and that the the high character is the only thing that I'm really um, hoping for, and I feel like as you get closer to draft day, um, you saw it in the NHL, um, you see stories come out about these guys. So I hope the Raptors are able to avoid one of those um, crappy situations. Right. Um, next question from Jeff Jeff Lowe: uh, How much will Lowry's performance improve since it's looking like he'll be able to play golf all winter and? Um, I just, it seems like a lot of NBA players love golf and love avoiding yeah. to pay state income tax. Are NBA players secretly Republicans? Um, you saw the like voting returns for uh, black men and Trump. Well, I, I mean, what were they? They increased uh, over the 2016 election. Um, so maybe, right. maybe there's, maybe you have a, uh, a, a nice little, unifying theory i don't know guys all rich guys like the golf um again there are lots of people who aren't rich who like the golf uh i hope that kyle has fun if they go to tampa and he gets to work on his golf game it seems to have like made kyle in this playoff run for lots of reasons seemed extraordinarily relaxed mm. all and maybe that had to do with golf maybe that had to do with him winning a chip and you know the monkey was off his back um, but for whatever reason, it seemed like Kyle had a very good time. So maybe if he plays golf, he's not on edge. That back's nice and loose, you know, mm. hoping for a healthy season from Kyle. It's a good idea. Have you played golf? Yeah, a little bit. I like golf. Um, oh, okay. It's like, a, just like, it's kind of like a, like a afternoon in the sun drinking. I don't think it's I feel like, very, like, I feel like Kyle's like real serious about golf. Like I've seen him in like a ready made commercial it. or whatever. The golf brand is called. But he's good at it. Like, I think it's, yeah. I mean, do you, have you ever been golfing? No. What? Is there like a, is there like a sport in China that like you do as you get older? Like once you start to slow down, but you can uh, do it. Yes. Your- yeah. Um, have you seen uh, basically large crowds of uh, older Asian people doing dancing, coordinated Choreogra- choreographed okay. dancing essentially <laughs> that's that's what we do but that, that's not, we do that's... tai chi in the mornings uh maybe like i don't know man badminton you know ping pong something like that but no i, I don't think there's a yeah, huge like... chinese appetite for golf at the moment but i mean maybe it'll get there because it is pretty different in terms of the sport yeah tai chi is different vibe it's like 100 i don't know different. it's 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 like there is that like uh you know m- like machismo kind of dick swinging quality that golf has where you like oh which is you know, 
very strange to me. You're 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 swinging a you're putting a ball into a hole. Like, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a hole that's very far away. <laughs> and everyone's really muted, and you're wearing like vests. How could you have machismo when you're wearing yeah, a vest? That's, like a, like a yeah, it's, vest. it's real trash outfits to like. Shit it, yeah, talk. but you're wearing like. Know, we all watch the last dance. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's but that's Michael. I don't know. I don't know. But it, uh, you know, yeah. if I'm sure the golf thing is actual advantage for. Some of these cities when they're picking. I, I didn't really want them to play in Tampa, yeah. but actually, I was thinking about this. So they probably they probably have to change the conferences if the Raptors yes. do choose to play in Florida. It wouldn't make any sense for them to play the majority of their games against Atlantic Division opponents if they're going to be playing in Florida. So then, if the Raptors are in the Southwest, that would be six teams in the Southwest and four teams in the Atlantic. That doesn't make any sense. You got to pull someone away from the Southwest to balance it out. Um, and if you're going to do that, you're probably going to take Washington because Washington is the closest one. So Washington goes into the Atlantic, the Raptors go into the Southeast. And if you look at the composition of the of the actual um, conferences, you have the Sixers, you have the Celtics, you have even the um, the Nets. Those are going to be Nets. very difficult teams. And then the best team in the Southeast is like Miami, which like, yeah, they went to the finals, but the Raptors are as good as Miami. Like we could, you know, play a lot yeah. of those games. Then it's like Charlotte, uh, Orlando, uh, Atlanta, like you know, I would kind of love to beat up on the Southeast. So, so to be honest, I wouldn't hate it too much. It might be easier for the Raptors' schedule on the whole. I, I don't want. Like, I agree with you. Obviously, that it'd be fun to see the Raptors win like sixty games. I think the idea of watching the Raptors have to play Trey Young all the time, a year, <laughs> constantly every Friday, Raptors Hawks. I just, I don't think I'd be up for it. You get a lot of content from the No Dunks guys. They'd always be yep. very top of mind, um, but it sounds pretty pretty cursed if you ask me. Um, but yeah, the Atlantic Division is going to be like the also mm. benefit of the Wizards playing in the Atlantic more opportunities for John Wall to be in New York City. Um, we don't need to go into those details, but great content. It was pretty great content. It just, uh, unfortunately, had to be made to apologize so profusely. Um, this la- last-minute question came in from my guy, Sam Halako, uh, at Raps Fan. Raps Shut up, Sam. An OG in this game, definitely. Uh, can we trade for Harden? So, you know, it would be difficult to trade for Harden, I feel like. But I yes. honestly, let's say you put you told them, look, listen, we'll give you Pascal Siakam, four teams Harden. I mean, you probably have to balance out the books. You might have to throw in another piece, I guess. But yep. something along those lines. Pascal for Harden. I feel like Harden might be gettable for a Pascal. You know? I, I don't know. I'm not saying necessarily you do it. But can the Raptors get Harden? Do they have enough assets to do it? Honestly, I, I don't know. What do you say if you're the Houston Rockets? If you can get Pascal Siakam, that's not bad. You can play defense from your star player for once. Yeah. I mean... James Harden's my favorite player in the NBA to watch play basketball. Not okay. in the context of a team, but when he has the ball in his hands, what yeah. he does with it is like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, really, I for that guy. Uh, I don't think it's possible for. I it just team like. I don't think Tillman for wants to bring on another max contract, especially one who's not going to drive ticket and merch sales the way that James Harden does and will and can, will continue. Um, not that Pascal can't get there, but he is about as small a celebrity as an NBA superstar can be. Oh, come on, man. Not to be disrespectful. A celebrity. I think that has something to do with the market, something sure, to do with yeah. how long he's been very good. Yeah, yeah. Another sure. thing to do with his 
the character of his play. I just, I mean, it'd be awesome to see him finally do that, but uh, to see Pascal get to that uh, threshold, but yeah, I don't really see this trade happening. I think Masai also believes in Pascal. It'd be kind of messed up for him to send him to the most bad vibes organization in the NBA that is not actually terrible. Like, I think the, the Detroit Pistons are, like, the most bad vibes, but they're also, like, terrible roster right now. Mm-hmm. They're, like, as presently constructed right now, the talent on the ro- the Houston Rockets is very good, but nobody – they're bad vibes, terrible vibes. Oh, definitely. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, even if James Harden wants out, I still don't feel like the Rockets trade him. Just because a player wants out does not mean necessarily he gets moved. James Harden has is under contract through 2022. Then he has a player option for 46.8 American US dollars. Okay. Yeah. So he's under contract effectively through 2023. You don't need to move him now. Yeah, he's unhappy. Just move Westbrook. All right. And then bring another star. Then see that fail. And then have him move that star. And then do it over again. Is there a star that you think it could work with James Harden? And James Harden plus X is happiness. Who's X? It would have to be a star. star. You have to like top 20 guy. It has to be a star who can create their own shot, but be very happy not having the ball, play a lot of defense for his position. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it, him and Kyle would be great together. Oh, but, I think I yeah. actually think it'd be very funny. And I think they would succeed if James Harden and Giannis could bury the hatchet and team oh, up together, wow. I think they'd be very, very... No, nah, there's like, no, there's, there's no like coming back from... Two of the top... <laughs> there's no coming back, man. I had to develop skills. He, he but I think that, to, like, he, what they do well... <laughs> Yo, James Harden called Giannis a power and pace player. If, if you if you are... If you watch any soccer, you understand what the what, what power and pace necessarily mean. He essentially called Giannis a Yeah, he called him... <laughs> yeah, he was... Unbelievable. Called him Killing Mbappe. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to James Harden. Oh, shout out to every everybody who makes a living in the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I think the Raptors have enough assets to get a James Harden. I don't know if it, is, it makes the complete sense from a team building perspective to get James. Um, but you know, very talented player. I, I just in terms of being miserable like, in Toronto. What are the Raptors going to be doing with James Harden? Are we going to be winning a championship with James Harden? Are we going to be having a happy team to root for? A long term success? We're going to be attracting future stars with James Harden? I don't really know. I, no, you know. just lo- just lots of footage of him inside of, J- of Drake's gym. That's it. Yeah, that'd be cool too. That'd be. I mean, okay. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if the Toronto economy. Well, I mean, it will help the Toronto economy for sure, but uh, you know. Um, let's, let's just take, let's just take two more. Cause I actually wanted to get okay. this stuff at the end of the pod. Um, yeah. Next one from Alex. Uh, not, not Wong. Uh, what, what do you think Paul Watson's role is going to be next season? Or do you think the team's going to let him go? I don't think the team's going to let him go. I think they've been, uh, speaking quite positively about him. And I think they're kind of excited. I feel like he can probably get the Rondé minutes. It's a very different player. Um, you know, Rondé is sort of like inside the paint. Yeah. Uh, you know, hustle all out hustle activity you know paul's a lot more offensive rebounds that go in i mean just get collecting his own rebound you know what i mean um 
you know, stylistically, they're very different wings. Um, Paul is definitely more of a yeah. smooth kind of player. He shoots the three, um, you know, a little lighter as well. So I don't know if he can play small ball center against Carl Anthony Towns like Rondé did. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, functionally, I think he's probably going to take like something similar to what Terrence Davis did, you know, cutting, shooting threes, getting on transition, occasionally creating, but probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I see him on the so team for sure. He, do you think Paul Watson skips over May Man Stanley Johnson? Um, they might give Stanley another look, another chance. But I think they, yeah, probably. They I mean, it's, yeah. it's easier to play and win through the style that Paul Watson plays than I think yeah. the way Stanley plays. Because you would need to give Stanley the ball, have him operate. And that's a formula for losing at the moment. Yeah, it's a bad idea with Stanley Johnson's current skill set. I'm curious to see what those that group of guys are going to look like in training camp, who mm. will have become closer to being a consistent, um, productive member of an NBA team rotation. But yeah, I I mean I yeah I just I think that like small forward position is like a total mess right now, and we'll see what happens. Who the Raptors bring in free agency if there's trades to be made, all of that stuff. I think. That will very that'll have a huge impact on on that part of the team. The backcourt set, the front court is a different set of questions. It's what's happening on the wing. Yeah, yeah, and there's a path there. So you know, Paul, I'm excited to see what what's going on with Paul. All right, last yeah, one from, from Liquor is just a bottle of Hennessy on Twitter, and the <laughs> handle it's at it's underscore me underscore Liquor. So all right, straightforward. <laughs> with the Fresh Prince reunion everywhere. I keep seeing the phrase, uh, quote, OG on Viv. So if the Raptors were the Banks family, who would they be? Um, I.e. OG is clearly uh, Joffrey, not Vivian. <laughs> um, or Jeffrey, not Vivian. Um, Jeffrey. Yeah, so I, I didn't watch Fresh Prince. Um, it was before I came to Canada, I think. And I didn't have to. Uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's been on reruns since then, but yes. Well, yeah. But, you know, I, you know clearly I was watching Friends, you know. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I was watching Prince. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like uh, you can weigh in on this for sure. I do like this question. Um, I do. I agree that Jeffrey is clearly OG, British, you know, kind of contempts everybody. I'm very acerbic wit. Um, it's excellent. Great job. Liquor, you really did it again. Um, I think at the corner, at the center of this conversation, we have to understand that uh, Kyle Lowry is Will Smith. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> um, Philly, yeah. So, you know, from Philly – uh, makes a big so I also like that sort of Will Smith was in a big kerfuffle as you might know before he made the most important move of his life found a new family and then lived out some of the best years of his of his life with them Kyle Lowry coming out of uh, Memphis and then Houston okay. arrives in uh, Toronto um, and that's where he meets who would be his closest ally uh, biggest rival a great foil um, in Masai Ujiri let's say Masai is Carlton Banks I think that kind of works so they're, you know, they're sort of contrasting styles, mm. but where they meet in the middle is what they, brings the best out of both of them. Does Masai have the corniness? I mean, uh, does Masai have the corny? Masai is very earnest. He really he believes in his ideas. He is extremely earnest. Yeah. I, I do, like, I do remember his... kind of that it... same vibe. Okay. All right. I mean, he's obviously a little like, more cartoonish because he's a TV character. Jaded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I, I do remember Masai's, none of these comparisons are going to be perfect. Well, of course, but Masai's championship speech, he did say 
He, he got up on stage and he said, I said we have one in Toronto and we have one in Toronto. And then he says, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's quite earnest. I, I felt like he could have given a better quote there. Like just a bit more witty. Um, That's just like so over the top earnest. Like it's like your dad telling you, I told you you hit a, a, a bunt single to win the game and you did it. Yeah. And then like high five <laughs> a five-year-old at a little league game, you know? Um. I, uh, another one that I thought of when I read this question is uh, sort of the um, Aunt Viv change, like the two Aunt Vivs. I think OG Aunt Viv is Serge Ibaka, and new Aunt Viv is Marcus Um Sort of, they played that same role. Um, they gave you very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, uh, Janet Hubert, in her great performance in that dance class episode, it's a lot like, you know, Serge Ibaka's media ventures, where, you know, he shows them a place you may not expect him, but he's unbelievably dominant. Um, you know, best content, best basketball content creator in the game. It's not close. Um, you, J- JJ Reddick can keep it. Um, sort of a new Aunt Viv. Very I remember they brought a CIA very... officer to his, uh, his, his podcast. <laughs> you would never find that on this, man. You would never find that on this. I mean, it's crazy that he had somebody in the CIA's phone number and he couldn't call them in the back of an Uber. But um, Marcus all a lot like new Aunt Viv, uh, made for TV, um, sort of a bit of a changing of the guard. So that one, I think, works. Um, I don't have one for uh, Uncle Phil. Like, who's the Uncle Phil of this Raptors um, team? Like, I don't really, yeah, I don't have, a, I don't have an answer. I, I do think, like, an easy one, Norm Hillary, kind of same, a little sort of flighty. Mm-hmm. Um, will disappear for episodes at a length. Nobody knows why. Um, Ashley Banks uh, could be uh, Fred Van Vliet. A little big for his britches, some may say, but very much a star on the come up of their in their own, sort of just in, a, in somebody else's system. Okay. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff um, is Demar Derozan. I was thrown out of the house very famously. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a it's like if, if Nick Nurse is Uncle Phil, then it kind of works. Like you know. Nick Nurse grabbing DeMar DeRozan by the scruff of his neck saying, you don't shoot enough threes or play enough defense. you got to get out of here. Um, Nikki Banks, I don't have an answer for it, but I just wanted to say the name Nikki Banks. Um, uh, that's about it. I think that's – I've done – I've done a pretty good job. I hope that uh, if you were listening to this, you thought any of these were good. And if you think I'm wrong, uh, feel free to tweet me at Not Josh Hart. There you go. All right. Well, that does it for the questions on the podcast. Um you know, two more items to, to get to. Uh, one, you, we, it won't be a podcast with the two of us if we didn't give some Stanley suggestions. It's been a minute. Um, I'll start with my Stanley suggestion. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people have been saying the new Pokemon games are not great. And they're not even that new, to be honest. They've been out for a year plus now. But there's like a new, there's like two added zones for with downloaded content. Yeah, you got to pay money for it, whatever. It's fun. I've been enjoying it. That's probably why I've been making less content. It's because I've been catching every Pokemon uh, uh, in existence. There's like 800 plus now, almost 900. And yeah, you might say, well, listen, why is a 20, you know, a seven-year-old person playing so much Pokemon? Well, listen, it's the pandemic. All right. A lot of things can happen. I found a lot of comfort in playing this game that I've played all my life and um, it's out there. So, you know, whatever one you get, I, I suggest it. And listen, if you want to help me trade so I can complete my Pokedex, uh, let me know. So that that's my Stanley suggestion, Josh. Do you have one that's you know maybe slightly more uh, I don't know mature than the one I have? 
Um, I guess so. Uh, and this is like a real Stan. I think Stanley will really enjoy this one. Okay. Uh, last week, and I watched uh, a documentary on Showtime uh, via Crave here in Canada uh, called The Comedy Store. Um, it was told about the comedy store, comedy club in Los Angeles. It's sort of history. You know, it's where uh, David Letterman, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, I don't know, comics came from. I don't really follow comedy that closely, but it's just cool to see a story told about all these famous people who knew each other. Um, and I know that uh, Stanley Johnson is a bit of a comedy fan and a bit of a podcast fan, so I think he might enjoy it. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, to see the story told of this place that's been around for like 45, 50 years and has had all of these famous people pass through its doors. Um, so that's my Stanley suggestion this week. Felt, it felt good to have like a really solid one. I mean, you and I both know that half the time we make these up. Um, yes, but I know uh, the next thing that we wanted to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What were you saying? the next thing that we're going to talk about it's not as fun as stanley suggestions yeah i mean look listen um it's not even close to as fun um but uh yeah i mean for especially for people who listen to the live show um you knew about uh ashley producer ashley very hardworking. um definitely made everything go behind the scenes um unfortunately she's no longer with uh yahoo sports canada and uh you know i'm personally for me like you know yeah, I'm on camera all the time. I'm, I'm talking on podcasts all the time. There's a lot of, um, you know, when you're on air, like you are like the tip of the iceberg, but uh, there's like a whole production uh, staff and crew that uh, helps makes that possible and supports people and, you know, behind run it back, things like that. Um, Ashley was like central to all of that. And she was, you know, incredible to work with great person, a great friend. Um, and yeah, for me, I'm personally very bummed that uh, no longer be able to uh, coordinate with Ashley on these things. But uh, yeah, definitely just wanted to say a huge thank you to Ashley um, because yeah, I mean, you know, even getting something like the Colin show off the ground essentially twice because we obviously had to get it off the ground the first time to 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 do it one you know before COVID and then of course the version outside of COVID put on a lot of work um, and even something as like day one she her first day at the company she um it was the day the raptors had the championship um parade i think it was no, the day before the parade and i hosted a three-hour live podcast that was streamed we had not done a lot of streaming at that point uh we had to figure out the technicals there to how to stream the thing um then the cord the actual coordination of getting 14 guests on some of them in studio some of them through uh virtually calling people i believe josh you were on it too yep. um and yep you know, she pulled that off and that was like the first day that she was here. Um, and yeah, she's been great. I mean, honestly, you know, w- when we had, um, you know, layoffs before, uh, you know, th- you know, during the middle of the season, I remember because that was the day Kawhi came back and got his ring. Um, you know, she took on two beats and she did both the least beat and the Raptors beat. And I'm freaking exhausted just doing the Raptors beat. And I just write and talk to you know um to do two beats is kind of unheard of and again like that's just that's actually like she um very capable you know took on a lot of these roles and again i'm just very much gonna miss working with ashley josh i know you definitely worked a lot with ashley as well um yeah um there would no there there none of the stuff that we've been able to do the last uh just like it's been like the Colin show, like it, that was just about a year ago that it started. And the stuff that I've been able to do with you at Yahoo wouldn't have been possible without Ashley. And 
it would feel weird to like get on and chat without you know acknowledging the tremendous effort her and so many of the um, people we've been able to work with behind the scenes have had in getting the stuff that we do off the ground and um it's gonna be you know tough to not see her face go red whenever Vitali would call in and we'd see her in the studio and we know a good one was queued up next Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure she's going to be around and she's going to do incredible things with the teams that she's a part of going forward. It's just, you know, uh, we wanted to, you know, if you haven't made, taken, if you hadn't uh, taken an opportunity to thank Ashley for the work that she's done at Yahoo, I encourage all of you to do so. Um, you know, her handles on Twitter, I think it's at Ashley Hufford. Um, and if you are <laughs> listening to us and a member of the media, um, hit her DMs. But uh, actually, you know, Will and I have th- uh, appreciate so much of the work you've done with us and uh, hope to work with you again someday down the road. And um, yeah. Yeah. That's no, the show. It's, <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. Yo, I yeah, realized yeah. the other day that the last time I worked with her actually was the last time I worked outside of my house, period, was the Norman Powell bowling event, which at the time yeah. could have been a potential, obviously, unknowing. Super <laughs> A st- yeah. Norman Powell bowling super spreader event because that was also the night that Rudy Gobert tested positive and the, the world, at least the Western world, shut down. I, in Asia, this yeah. already happened months before that. But um, yeah, and that was the last time I worked with Ashley. And we were just like, oh, well, I guess we should uh, go home and, uh, you know, hopefully we don't die from COVID. Your hands. And uh, yeah. obviously, thankfully, neither of us had it. But um, yeah, so no, seriously, a huge thank you to Ashley. She, again, it, 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 just a titan behind. A lot of the Raptors over everything content, uh, definitely a lot of run it back as well. Um, yep. So, yeah, be, you know. NBA banter. NBA we banter. Forget... <laughs> we always forget about NBA banter. A very good show. You know, a precursor precursor to the group <laughs> chat. So, um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. NBA banter is such a bad name. And, well, Thank I you, mean, Ashley. So it wasn't actually called NBA banter or NBN banter, which is essentially what I had called it. Um, you know, it was... What would it what was it called? Something I don't NBA, remember around the NBA, something like that. It was. The I general... just remember you saying. I remember coming to the to, uh, to the office, and you said, "What do you think about the name N Banter?" <laughs> no, it looks good on it looks good on print, right? N B A Tur. N B A Tur. Oh man, memories. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. So uh, uh, anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. Josh, thanks for coming on. Any parting words? Shout, any shout parting out to wisdom? Manscaped. Shout out Manscaped. I mean, sure. shout out to Manscaped one time. Listen, uh, if man, you let's get... be mature, all right? Use that product. You know, Yeah, take, if you're looking care. for something, yeah. yeah. Listen, you, you can't be playing Pokemon, but also not using Manscaped. Like, you know, at, 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 at this age in life, There's you so have many to do at least one or both. There's so many children who play Pokemon and don't need Manscaped. And okay, that's well, the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you are <laughs> of my age and above, to be honest. Like, yeah, you got to pick one of the two, to be honest, at some point. That's facts. Yeah. All right, well, um, I guess we'll, I'll, I'll look when, maybe the show will come back and we'll talk about basketball and I'll see you guys all then. No, it, but until then, have fun. Oh, no, it'll come back. No, hold on. It'll come back. All right. We're, we're still going to be there. <laughs> trying to make it work. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we, we're, we're going to do our best. Yeah. We got to know what Vitaly's been up to. I mean, I'm honestly assuming probably the same thing that everyone else has been up to. Probably a lot of staying at home. But uh, you never know, man. You never know, Saka. You, you definitely never know. So, um, right. yeah, I appreciate well, everyone for listening. Josh, thanks for coming on. 
And uh, yeah, be back with more draft free agency content next week. I can't wait to talk about Fred Emily's free agency or Serge Ibaka's free agency once again. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.